in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. New police body camera video showing the final crime scene in a Central Texas shooting spree that killed four people and injured two officers. Austin police say the shooter opened fire on a 12-year department veteran and it happened as that officer responded to a call about a burglary in progress in the Circle C neighborhood. I want to warn you before you show you the video that the video does show the suspect and the officer exchanging gunfire. KXN's Brianna Hollis walks us through the footage. Complainant states the subject kicked down the back door. No suspect description, only states it's a male wearing a jacket. Last seen in the backyard. This is the information Detective Joseph Struther had as he approached a home on Lube just before 7 p.m. on December 5th. Law enforcement was busy that day, trying to track down those responsible for shooting an AISD police officer in the morning and shooting and killing two people in another part of town shortly after. It wasn't until after what we're about to show you that police discovered the same man was allegedly involved in each of these cases. 10-4, we're up here at the uh, house with the white packages in front. There's a subject who's in the front room. You can see Strother opened the gate with his gun drawn, which is when police say the suspect fired. <laughs> I mean, obviously now we know that he was a very serious threat and was involved in a number of incidents that nobody knew at the time and that the officers involved at this particular call, they had no idea. APD says the suspect drove off after shooting Struther and police caught up to and arrested him shortly after. Struther went to the hospital and has since been recovering at home. Investigators found two people, a mother and daughter, dead inside of the home Struther responded to upping the Austin death toll for the day to four. Hey, where, where is he at? He just ran out the back. Get cover, get cover. Come had here. they not responded the way that they had, it's unlikely that we would have been able to find him again. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Before coming to Austin, the Bear County Sheriff's Office near San Antonio believes the suspect killed his own parents in their home. He faces 10 charges, including capital murder and aggravated assault. Digging deeper into this investigation, APD Interim Chief Robin Henderson responded to criticism raised by some of the victims' families and some neighbors. They said there was not an alert about the multiple shootings. Last week, she told reporters the department did not connect the incidents to the same suspect until later in the evening, and she explained that the descriptions police were working with throughout the day were different, adding that the suspect used different cars between the shootings. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. We get you started on this Tuesday morning with a live look outside. Our KXAN TV studio camera there in central Austin looking pretty nice as we kick off the day. Temperatures this morning in those 30s and 40s, 42 in Bastrop currently setting at 41 in Austin, 35 Georgetown, 30s out in the hill country. So these numbers cold enough to grab that jacket, kind of a mix as far as the trend goes between yesterday and today. Some areas cooler, some areas on the warmer side here. Georgetown down about 12 degrees, but this afternoon we expect temperatures to be on the mild side, not quite as warm as yesterday, but it's a one to two degree difference, so it's not a noticeable change here. High temperatures in those mid 60s held down just a little bit because of the increasing clouds. The cloudy skies are going to be with us here as we get into the next few days. It's going to be partly sunny today, mostly cloudy tomorrow, full blown overcast skies by the time we hit Thursday. So first come the clouds, 
Then comes the rain. We're going to be looking at a wet holiday weekend. Multiple days of rain chances. More on that coming up in your first winning forecast. Thank you, Kristen. The political pressure is increasing on Israel to scale back its current offensive against Hamas and establish some conditions to free some of the hostages. Hamas released some new video of three men being held captive. Pressure on Israel to shift its focus could also help get much needed aid into Gaza. This morning on the Today Show NBC's Hallie Jackson reporting from Tel Aviv with a detailed picture of how the U.S. and other nations are working to negotiate a new ceasefire. A lot happening in the region now with new pressure and new anger to try to get the Netanyahu government to a deal to get the Israeli hostages believed to be held captive in Gaza home. You are seeing now, according to a U.S. official, the CIA head meeting with his Qatari and Israeli counterparts in Europe to try to get some movement on that, to try to get some forward motion on some kind of a deal for a temporary truce, potentially. And you're also seeing the defense secretary here in Israel. He is talking with the Israeli prime minister. He is talking with other top officials here to try to get a sense of what Israel needs to see in order to move to the next phase of its operation. We know that the Biden administration, according to multiple sources, wants to see a more targeted approach from Israel uh, at some point. Publicly, they have not specified a timeline here, but that has been part of the conversation now behind the scenes. Obviously, a temporary truce would be impactful for those hostage negotiation talks and the potential release of hostages, but also for getting aid into Gaza, a place that so desperately needs it, with the Hamas-run health ministry saying that nearly 20,000 Palestinians have been killed since the start of this war in Gaza. We're going to have much more coming up later on this morning, coming up on Today. Hallie, thank you. Some kiddos are going to spend the morning shopping with police, thanks to a holiday tradition that's been going around for 16 years. Yeah, each year, officers with Amigos and Azul, which is Friends in Blue, take a group of disadvantaged kids to do a little shopping. Students from different schools in the area are chosen each year. Each student gets to pick out a gift, and officers, they pick up the tab. Sometimes the kids are shopping for themselves or family members. Either way, the holidays are a little brighter for them and the officers, and they say it's a great way to build a relationship with the community. And it starts this morning at 9. Coming up, a sex offender escaping a Texas prison this weekend where police caught up to him. Three new laws aimed at securing Texas's southern border. Why these laws could still face some challenges, though. Good morning on this Tuesday, December the 19th, a live look outside and one of the many cameras we have for you throughout Central Texas. Kristen is back with an update on your forecast in just the next few minutes. But first, your news. A man who escaped a Texas prison this weekend has been recaptured. Robert Yancey Jr. escaped the Clemens Unit detention just south of Houston on Sunday. The Brazoria County Sheriff's Office says law enforcement caught Yancey in neighboring Matagorda County. Yancey is serving a life sentence without parole for sexual assaults of a child. Some sad news she passed along. A teenager in Leander ISD has died from what authorities believe is a fentanyl poisoning, poisoning incident. It happened apparently this weekend on Saturday. The sheriff's office is not releasing really the name, the age, even where it happened, other than listing it happening in the city of Leander. We did reach out to authorities for more details to pass along to you, but in the meantime, the Williamson County Overdose Task Force is offering resources across the county to try and help. Still ahead, we want to tell you about an early Christmas gift, how several homeless working moms and their kids ended up in new homes this week. How the state's least favorite tree is helping out the environment despite what it's doing to your allergies. 
So many storylines for this national championship Texas volleyball team. I've got more on that coming up. Good morning, live look outside. This is from atop our KXAN studios here in West Campus near downtown Austin, looking out that direction. Happy to have you with us this morning. Need to tell you about this. A man accused of murder in Maynard says the shooting last week in a Walmart parking lot was in self-defense. This is according to court documents obtained by KXAN. Yeah, they say an employee called police saying her boyfriend killed someone. Police say Juan Acuna Goana shot and killed Luis Frias Hernandez last Friday, or last Thursday, excuse me. Officers found Frias Hernandez with multiple gunshot wounds. He died at the scene. The affidavit says the woman who called police told them a man in a truck was driving erratically in the parking lot by them. The woman also told police she thought she saw something she believed to be a gun, but her police didn't find a gun at the scene. The woman says that the truck driver got out and then started walking towards her, and that's when she says Akuna Goana shot him. Now, he will have a bond reduction hearing, and that's going to happen sometime tomorrow morning. As Americans begin to travel for the holidays, there is one gift you certainly don't want to give. The Centers for Disease Control says respiratory illnesses are on the rise. It's seen upticks in hospitalizations for cases of flu, COVID-19, RSV, each can have similar symptoms. They can all be serious. And this morning on today, a doctor's practical advice on preventative measures you can start taking right now and how to seek out treatment, especially for those more at risk. Back here at home, several homeless working moms and their kiddos have new homes. The community of volunteers set up apartment homes for them. This is thanks to the nonprofit St. Louis House, which set up a living room and a kid's bedroom for one family. Volunteers even put up Christmas trees. Circumstances here are tough. Oftentimes the moms, the kids, they are escaping abusive relationships. What is it like for them to have a safe place after today to come home to? What we hear from these families is that, you know, their child or even the mom will turn around, look at the door and say, I can lock my door at night. I feel safe in my own home. I don't, I don't think there's really any other words that can describe this for a family that has been lost out in the world to find a new home, especially for this time of year during the holidays and the cold winter. Some families are home for the holidays, but there are about 60 moms waiting for their chance. To learn more about St. Louis House, we have a link on KXAN.com. Pair of world records. Fit for Texas, look <laughs> at this. This is from Sky Elements, and the company set two Guinness World Records in North Texas with nearly 1,500 drones. It says the show towered more than 700 feet. That's an incredible perspective there. It set the record for two records, largest fictional character made with multi-rotors or drones, and largest aerial image made with multi-rotors or drones. Amazing. Mm. I am blown away of how they are even able to form a line. <laughs> Crazy. Uh -huh. The organization needed for that, the planning that they probably need for yeah. that. Precision. Very impressive. <laughs> Let me show you what's going on with your forecast today. Clouds and radar over the state indicating quite a bit more cloud cover today. You're going to notice that for sure. Increasing clouds through today and tomorrow, but all eyes on our next storm system. Look at the weather that we've got out along West Coast. I mean, that bowling ball storm right there is what's going to be fueling our rain chances later on in the week. But 
Man, West Coast is getting drenched at the moment with rain and mountain snow. 41 degrees currently here at home. Humidity about 82%. Winds are calm for now, but we'll get a southeast wind here at about 5 to 15 miles per hour. Temperatures moving forward in the 50s by lunch. Forecast high today likely to be about 66 degrees. So looking at these numbers, we're pretty much near normal. But uh, as far as yesterday, because of the increase in cloud cover today will be just a touch cooler. Let's talk about this next weather maker because this thing looks big. This is going to have some pretty big disruptions as far as travel goes this week, not only along the West Coast, but eventually as it kind of gets kicked out and opens up over the desert Southwest into the Rocky Mountain region as we get into the weekend here. So this will continue to slowly make its way towards us, but we've got a couple little disturbances out ahead of it that will likely bring our rain chances up starting on Thursday. So still on track to see scattered showers beginning Thursday, continue Continuing on Friday, we'll likely see just a little bit of a break in the early part of the day Saturday, then late Saturday into Sunday. We'll bump up those rain chances again here. So multiple days of rain chances. Tomorrow it's itty bitty. It starts at 10% for maybe a little drizzle and isolated shower, but better rain chances will be on the way as the days go on. Seven day rainfall, half an inch to about two inches. The further to the north and east you go, the better your rainfall potential here, but everybody expected to get at least a little bit, but right now I would say in general one to about one and a quarter is what we're looking at as far as rainfall totals go by the time everything is said and done. So it's not going to come all in one day. This is going to be spanned out over about four to five days. So our seven day forecast shows mid 60s for today. 70 degrees tomorrow, mainly cloudy skies. We've got that southerly wind that's keeping our temperatures up, not only in the afternoon, but look at your lows. These should be about 15 to 20 degrees colder. We've got a rain chance at about 50% on Thursday, up to 70% Friday, and then still some meaningful rain chances heading into our holiday weekend. The good news is right now, things do look to be a touch drier by Christmas Day, a 20% chance of rain there. Temperatures will stay in the 70s through the holiday as well. So some active weather moving forward. Be sure to stay with us here for those updates. Moving on to this, some breaking news overnight. More than 100 people are dead after a 6.2 earthquake in a mountainous region in northwestern China. The country's state media is reporting that 111 people were killed by that quake, which occurred just before midnight last night. Hundreds are believed to be injured. Now, state broadcaster CCTV reported that there was damage to water and electricity lines, as well as transportation and communication infrastructure. And have you seen this? This video is incredible. We're looking live at an active volcano erupting in southwest Iceland, just spewing lava there. It began erupting this week following weeks of intense earthquake activity. Now, according to the country's meteorological office, this area totally volcanic. It's a seismic hot spot there. Authorities evacuated nearly 4,000 people nearby, closed the nearby Blue Lagoon geothermal spa. I'm sure you've seen pictures of that. That's been closed for a while because of this anticipated eruption. The peninsula in recent years saw several eruptions in unpopulated areas, but the current outbreak on Monday was believed to pose an immediate risk to the town, authorities have said. Thank you, Kristen. Austin police need help finding two people they say could help them learn more about a crash. 
The collision left an active duty soldier dead. It happened on Sunday, October 8th, shortly after 3 in the morning on East 7th Street between Pleasant Valley Road and Chacon. APD released photos from surveillance video of two men they're calling persons of interest. Police say they might have been more and they may have more information rather about the SUV involved in the deadly crash. The photos of the men are hard to see clearly, but you can tell one is wearing white cap and shirt with black shorts. The other one is wearing a black jacket and jeans. That's all we have to go on. The SUV that may be involved in the crash is a white Toyota 4Runner with a back rack on the rear. It does not have a front license plate. So if you know anything, please call police. A Delaware man facing charges after crashing into the president's motorcade Sunday night. Remember we brought you this news yesterday morning. The president and the first lady were getting into their car in Wilmington, Delaware, when someone crashed into their SUV. The 46-year-old driver right there was charged with driving under the influence of alcohol and inattentive driving. Williamton police are calling it an accidental crash. Pope Francis and the Vatican announced a major shift in the Catholic Church's approach to same-sex couples. The Pope will now allow priests to offer blessings to those couples. Pope Francis insists that people seeking God's love and mercy shouldn't be subject to a, quote, exhaustive moral analysis to receive it. However, the pontiff said such blessings could only be offered if they are not confused with the sacrament of marriage. The Vatican still holds that marriage is a union between a man and a woman, and as a result, the church still opposes same-sex marriage. Airbnb is using AI to crack down on New Year's Eve house parties here in Austin. So be careful. It's going to use the tech to block certain one to three night full home bookings during the holidays. It's to, quote, reduce the risk of unauthorized and disruptive parties. Now, taking a closer look here, Airbnb expanded a program to Austin, making it easier for renters to use their apartments as Airbnbs with their complexes permission. The company already partnered up with the nine apartment complexes. That's more than 2,900 eligible hosting units. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Should be a fun holiday break for the Texas volleyball team. Late Sunday night, early Monday morning, the Longhorns, well, they hit the fountain, they lit the tower orange, and they got together one last time. National champ, so many storylines. Asia O'Neill back for a sixth year. Madison Skinner said she lost her love for volleyball. She found it, and of course, Jared Elliott, the engine that drove the program to its third title under his direction. Yeah, I mean, it was unexpected, right? Like, from where we were, nobody had us picked, and we were kind of the underdog in this whole thing. And so watching our team and their confidence of what they had, and then watching them display it on their own, and just kind of getting out of the way was just super special. And just, you know, you reflect as you've been in this coaching profession for a long time, and it's super hard to win. And to be able to take some joy and just take some appreciation for it, that's what I was trying to do with it, because it's so hard to win. Obviously, the season wasn't the smoothest that it had been, and, like, throughout the year it had been highs and lows and it was a little rocky and it was honestly probably the most challenging mentally out of all of my years here but being able to win it the way we did in such a crazy fashion and just having so much fun these last few weeks has made it all worth it. I was just like thinking back about where I was a year and a half ago to where I am now and just um, my love for the sport has obviously grown so much but just my love for the people surrounding me has grown ten times more. Um, just yeah just reminiscing on the way that I felt a couple years ago compared to now and it's just nice. 
Well, thanks to a Seattle touchdown with under 30 seconds to go last night, Cowboys back in a tie for first in the NFC East as the Eagles lose to the Seahawks. Cowboys and Eagles both at 10 and 4. Cowboys back on the road Sunday against the Dolphins. Back to you. Thanks, Roger. For those listening in on the KXAN Today podcast, we're happy to have you hanging out with us. Here's what we're tracking at 5 on KXAN Today. Good news for those living in areas surrounding Austin. We're looking at how you can get access to library books and other items at Austin Public Libraries for free. In-depth investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Today, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson's former top employees are gonna be back in court to find out if he wrongfully terminated them. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. The whistleblower lawsuit first filed in 2020 was settled at the very beginning of this year, but the $3.3 million payout that Paxton asked for prompted the House to begin investigating him, and so lawmakers never actually approved the settlement money. In today's hearing, the state attorney general's former top aides want a deposition. They're asking the judge to compel Paxson to testify under oath. Paxson hasn't done that in any of the ongoing legal cases against him. Paxson's team has been strongly resisting that testimony for a long time now. We will document each frivolous delay that Ken Paxson engages in to continue hiding from the truth. Delays which will ultimately will just cost the taxpayers more in the long run. We reached out to Paxson's team, didn't hear back. The lawsuit is separate from Paxson's ongoing securities fraud case. That's where he was indicted in 2015, accused of defrauding investors, and that trial is set to start next April. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Good morning, five o'clock on the